I guess I got introduced to the podcast. Welcome into the fourth mother box. I could sit there and listen to that all fucking day. Screaming suicide. Let's get into it. I am Tom Oakery. Follow us at fourth mother box on Instagram and Facebook and anywhere you see the mother box turning into apocalypse and the uh, redhead and blonde haired kid standing next to each other animated. But that blonde haired kid is Kyle Cosentino joining me as always. Kyle, how the fuck are you today, man? I'm doing pretty good uh, there, Tom. Let's hope today's episode isn't controversial and it has to be pulled down for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> Kyle, I adore you for saying that. Um, I'll address that right off the bat because Kyle and I want to talk a lot about screaming suicide. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to me and you also listen to Jedi Talk, thank you so much for listening to both podcasts. Um, and if you're a listener of Jedi Talk, you know we had a very special guest, actor, influencer, creator Sage Starkey, on our recent episode. Um, that was up and then it wasn't up anymore. Um, and I'm going to tell you as much as I possibly can. And yes, this is very controversial, but we just had to delay it for a little bit, um, for reasons beyond our control. And we'll be able to talk more about it on Jedi talk, um, sometime next week. But, um, this is going to get interesting guys. Considering, (laughs) yeah, this is going to get interesting. That's all I'm going to say. So did you guys, so I listened to about half the episode, but I'm assuming that Bob Chapek is mad for all the, um, do you like nacho soundboards that you've made after talking about him? Well, you, you know what? If he's so mad, he doesn't have a job anymore at the Walt Disney Company, so he probably has zero pull outside of the cholesterol, you know, that he's pulling into his heart every single day um, from the nachos. It's 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 really, um, he should just suck it. But yeah, he might be mad and have some people on the inside trying to trying to get us pulled down but i don't know i don't know why i don't know why that there has to be i'll just say this i don't know why there has to be a delay jedi talk is very 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 pro galactic star cruiser if disney was smart they would just simply lean into it or meet with us and that's all i'll say you know that's all i'll say right now i don't want i don't want to say too much to to incriminate anybody it's it's interesting because like Disney kind of knows who you guys are now. <laughs> They're gonna be <laughs> right. Somebody in Disney does, uh, wh- yeah. Well, I just think it's interesting that like how do they know? You know, on like when you release these podcasts, like it's not like I mean you guys are popular, but you're not like you know Joe Rogan popular, right? So like how do they know like what you're saying on a podcast? You know what I mean? Like like if I if I were to talk about covid or something in vaccines and i was saying like some controversial shit it might get flagged and we're you know we're a stable base of like five people <laughs> so like i just wonder about i just wonder about like how they know because it's not like they're having somebody listen to every podcast that comes out ever right you know what i mean i mean Isn't if they that are crazy? we said some horrible shit <laughs> maybe it is because we're getting on chapic we played the Chappic drop on that, on that episode, and ladies and gentlemen, fans of Jedi Talk and Fourth Mother Box, the episode will be released. Don't get me wrong. One way or another, it will be released. Um, Kyle, speaking of which, real quick, yesterday I rode Cosmic Rewind for the 69th time. Nice. Nice. You may or may not have a life, but uh, and I may or may not be jealous of that lack of a life. 
Hold on. <laughs> My life is riding Cosmic Rewind until I get 100. Is it not you that might not have the life because you're not out here riding Cosmic Rewind? Oh. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I am <laughs> I am the one that, that, that does not have have a life. Look, I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to do that. Truthfully, I am. And I know that that could be taken away from me at any moment um, for an extenuating amount of reasons. So just trying to enjoy it for as long as I can. That's the way I look at it. It's the good life. Yeah. It's the good life. Yeah, you guys have nice weather and, uh, you know, good, uh, you know, Good surroundings, good scenery. You can go to Disney World every day. It's, it's, uh, you can't ask them for much better than that. You got that right. But you know what you can't ask for, Kyle? Now, we, we had some controversy this week and some upsetting news with having to delay the release of that Sage Starkey guest episode, which was fantastic. It's 90 minutes of start to finish. And, Kyle, I'm fucking telling you, man. Like, have you gotten to the... Did you get to the point in the episode where the infamous mom joke was brought up yet? No, but I'm sure it was made at my expense, right? Oh. You, have no, you guys have nothing better else to do. You guys it, can't come up with anything more creative than mother jokes, <laughs> short jokes, and um, I don't know, I just fumbling want, no. over the uh, <laughs> final thoughts of the, of, the, of the fourth Mother Box episode. Is that it? Is that all you guys got? That's all Brad has. I have much more. Um, what what well, Brad, I'm... Brad, like... <laughs> Brad incriminates himself like every other day. Like <laughs> I look at some of his Instagram posts and I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything today. And then I'm like, I like really try to hold out. And then I'm like, okay, I got, I, I have to say it. I just gotta, <laughs> gotta lay into him. There's no way that I'm going to let him get away with, um, birthday cake mug. So they, he's going to be hearing the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Brad's going to be hearing about that for the foreseeable future, and and that's not going to get old. So, but uh. um, but with the controversy that we had this week, Kyle, and first off, I'm not going to tell you what was said on the podcast. You have to hear it first, and then we can talk about it because I, ha- I I even have a few stories to tell about that. Um, that that happened like off air and this morning even. <laughs> it just well, keeps it, coming. It was, it was it's a good episode. You know, I've listened about half of it. And uh, I know it's not on social media anymore, but uh, I, I guess I get the fourth mother box, uh, you know, exclusive, right? Yeah. Or the Jedi talk exclusive because you know uh, I'm a terrorist on your podcast. You are. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know. So like, the hard part for me was like I don't know who this guy is because I haven't been on the Halcyon, right? Right. And so um, I feel like I, I know who he is from some of the pictures. Like, was he the guy with the guitar? No, that was Sandro. uh, Sammy, um, who Sage is very close with, is the mechanic on Halcyon, uh, on the Halcyon. He wears the blue jumpsuit. Um, And spoiler alert, and Kyle, I'm pretty sure you don't care about this, plus you've listened to all our other episodes, but spoiler alert, um, for the Halcyon, uh, Sammy eventually turns out to be a resistance spy who's on the Halcyon. And then in the finale, he is in Stormtrooper Get Up, and he helps stop Croy from blowing the whole ship up and kicks him off the ship and saves everybody and um, it's a great it's a great finale and um, Sage is actually somebody who had uh, some help in creating that character um, and he does a bunch of stuff beyond 
Disney. He's um, on all ears net, social media company and, and creation company. They, they do a phenomenal job on Instagram. I, I, I highly suggest you follow all ears uh, net. Courtney, my wife, found him. And then when she found him, I was like, oh, my God, that's Sage. You know, I know who that is. Um, and he's he's also doing a bunch of other stuff. Uh, you just follow him at Sage Starkey TV on Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's who Sage is. So, um he seems like a really cool dude, like really um, invested in the Disney company, and so I'm, I'm very jealous. I don't agree with his opinion on the AT-ATs because, again, uh, it's, if you're going to say ATST and everybody agrees that that's how you say it, I mean, why would you call it at-at? Because you're not saying at-sta, at-sta. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, at yeah. at it just sounds like like a Neanderthal way to say it. So it's it's uh, somebody better somebody somebody better call George Lucas or somebody, uh, and and have this decided upon right now. George Lucas is like walking down the street somewhere and people don't even know it's him. Just sitting on a pile of money. I doubt he spends money on anything. Like 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 what does he buy? Wood, wood chips and paint. What I feel like that's all George Lucas goes with- to Home Depot for. That's how, that's how he dresses. Well, what does he? What does he do with his life? Could you imagine creating one of the greatest film franchise, franchises of all time? It's like J.K. Rowling. Like, what do you do with your life after that? It's like J.K. Well, Rowling tweets and more... pisses off, pisses off Twitter. <laughs> that's what she does. Well, yeah, I, that's yeah. Of course, sure. I mean, and, and she'll she'll probably never live that down. I'm I'm sure. Um, Hogwarts Legacy comes out in less than I think 19 days. Yeah, 19, like 19 days. days. Uh, so, pre-ordered it again, about six days ago or so. Can't wait. I, you know, I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I was looking at the specialty pre-orders, and they've been long, long sold out. So I, I think uh, that really? the angry Twitter people are going to be really surprised at how well this does. So how long? Like the, I got the deluxe version yesterday. No, or, I'm or, talking about like the, the specialty pre-orders. Like come with like. Um, you know, maybe special cases oh. or like statues. This is like the stuff that's like three or four hundred dollars. Um, so I was really interested. You know, I was thinking about that. I mean, if it was really cool, because this is, I'm, I'm anticipating that this game will be probably the first of many to come, and it, it will probably shatter video game records. I'm really, um, anticipating that. Yeah, I think so, you're right. I don't know. Um. So well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But in, in any case, like I was just, you know, like back to George Lucas, like what do you, what do you do? Like first of all, I don't know why he would like leave Star Wars. I don't, I don't know if he still has a hand in it, but it doesn't seem like he has much say. And maybe, maybe that's a good thing too because Episodes one through three wasn't what everybody wanted. True. At least, I mean, Revenge of the Sith is is a good movie. It's fantastic. That's a great movie. top five. We, we can all, yeah. I, I don't know if how the angry Star Wars fanboys feel, but I, you know, I could definitely understand the justification for episodes one and two. Maybe that's not for everybody, but episode three, I mean, it it brought it home. I, I really feel like that it did. it did. It did. And it's just been made better with the stuff that they've added from the Clone Wars and Tales of the Jedi and stuff. So um, Attack of the Clones actually gets a lot better with Tales of the Jedi with that Count Dooku shit. But um, yeah. We're going to talk more about that controversy, but with that controversy this week came on the opposite end of the spectrum with being in 12 minutes and 15 seconds into the podcast. The people coming in based on the title of this podcast want to know we are going to talk 
the latest Metallica single from 72 Seasons, which is due out April 14th of 2023, Screaming Suicide. So here's the crazy part about this. Um, I, you know, like almost immediately when Metallica put up, because here's what happened. So like Metallica slapped it up on their website sometime early Thursday morning that Screaming Suicide was dropping on January 19th. Now, Kyle, you recall, like the past several episodes, you and I have talked about it feeling very close to another single drop. Am I right? Yeah, it's been like, you know, two months almost, and it's it's coming up on April. It's about time, you know? Yes. And we got it. And I shot a text, and the Scourge group chat was going back and forth, um, slurring each other. But before that... Um, I had posted the screenshot that's that was from the Metallica website. This is the crazy part, right? So it's like you knew it was real. And I just assumed an intern got fire, fired. But we kind of forgot about it because like 10.15 came around. Because uh, Eastern Standard Time, 9.15 Central, and then like 8 or 7, whatever it is over there uh, in, in California right now. Um, that's normally when they release stuff on like Pacific Time because that's where their headquarters is. And it, it came and went, and I just had ri- I wrote it off. I don't know about you, Kyle, and I think Brad wrote it off too. And we were getting ready for the Jedi Talk show, and um, I was try- uh, Brad just started because Brad and I were there. We had our headphones in, microphone on. I had my Android plugged in, and we were testing levels, getting ready for the Sage interview. Evan wasn't there yet because he was uh, stuck in a in the brig on Batu somewhere because um, he stole a bunch of Mantel mix. Um, and I'm not even joking. That's exactly what happened, guys. Uh, so uh, in any event, so we're sitting there and Brad's talking about like hearing demos of songs. Um, and I said, oh, Metallica released a bunch of that when they did the remastered albums of Kill Em All Up to the Black Album. He's like, oh, let me hear some of that. So I'm pu- I'm connected to the Internet on my Android and then I'm, I'm going through everything, pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. And, and then um, I just see... Like, as soon as Spotify refreshed, because I had a bunch of downloaded songs as I used for Fourth Motherbox, like you're hearing right now. Um, and by the way, Johnny, we're not taking the songs away. Um, so go. So we appreciate you listening, but the songs are staying. Um, so then we got to... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I yeah, I was like, I listened back to our shows, you know, just to kind of gauge, like, how we sound and, you know, the levels and everything. I don't feel like it's... It's annoying, you know, like the music in the background. I think it kind of adds, adds to it. I'm a person, I don't like silence, you know. I, I think it's it's kind of good, like, it makes it more lively. But I, I could see it, like, if it was, the, the volume was too high. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, sorry, we're not going to, we're not going to uh, change that. Yeah. We Brett. could change it to, like, we could, we could like, mix up the, the songs. Maybe, like, one podcast will have all Backstreet Boys, which is, like, Tom's favorite uh, boy band of all time. Um, Thanks, Kyle's mom. Um, okay, that that made no sense, but yes, go on, Ginger Spice. Yes, it will after you go finish on. the Jedi Talk episode. That'll make a lot of sense to you. Uh, you know what? I'm, like, I hope it. I, I hope you guys get canceled. <laughs> we're, we're close. <laughs> we're close. All Disney has to do is put a tweet out. We're fine. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? Like based on like all the stuff you guys have said. Uh, in that soundboard, and I'm I'm pretty sure Brad has said something that's uh, borderline cancelable, cancelable um, at me- more than a few times. 
No, we all I don't have. Know. I'm shadow banned because I talk about the government all the time. But <laughs> well, anyway, like it's it, if you guys get super super popular, you're you're gonna have to like pretty much take off most of your episodes and like reboot the show or something because. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll just change the title to be like Disney approved to Jedi Talk podcast. <laughs> well, it's like how do you even have humor anymore? You know what I mean? Like you can't. Everybody can find offend something to be offend, offended by, right? Yeah. I mean, we all know the things you shouldn't say, right? You shouldn't make fun of. Um, maybe leave it to like comedians like Bill Burr and, and Dave Chappelle to to do it in a way that's very professional, I guess, if that even makes sense. But like you can't even have humor anymore. Like I bet I bet even if we were super popular, there would be like there would be like some band of like gingers that would like come find me out and, and stand outside of my house and like be ready to kill me for all the the ginger yep. jokes that I made. Thousand percent, and that's fair. All look, all the ginger jokes Kyle's makes is fair as hell, because you know I you know I may act like I get offended, but I truthfully don't. Um, it's just fair game, whatever. You know, you can't be a wamby pamby, say it and not and not take it, right? So, um, it is what it is. But back to screaming suicide. So when when Brad and I were sitting yeah, there, and I, and I and I finally connected to that internet, um, just the refresh and screaming suicide was right there. And I just looked at Brad like, oh my god, they released it, they released it, they released it, and I was like panicking to, to to play it and then brad's like we should record the reaction and listen to it i said yeah so that's what that's the 16 minutes that was uploaded a couple of days ago um we sat there and listened to it right and so kyle you know i've i've given my thoughts a bit previously so i want to let you kick it off with your thoughts here um screaming suicide what were like what's like the first thing you thought of when you heard the song it's a long song too like five well, and a half six minutes something like that yeah yeah so um, I, I'd say like if as I listen to both songs that that have come out, I like I love them both. I think I like Lux Eterna uh, a little bit more. Um, it just it's it's more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't really say like why. I just feel like I think that's a like a better song. But I do say, will say that I like the meaning behind this song better. And when I first listened to it, it, it didn't hit me right away like Lux Eterna did. But as I listened to it a couple more times, it definitely. It definitely was like in my head, and I was like, you know, singing along to it. Um, I like the I like the approach they took. It's the, it, these songs just seem like very upbeat and very like positive, and they they both seem in similar tones. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, what the rest of the album will sound like, and if the the album will sound like these two songs. My personal hope is that they they try to change up the the. Um, the tone of the of the the album like you know make a few songs that are more melodic and i know metallica does this so i'm yeah. I'm, I'm guessing i'm just kind of like you know it it would be cool to do like another ballad you know something something kind of different i think with death magnetic and and hardwired and self-destruct we got kind of more of that fast fast-paced um metallica that we all know and love so it might be cool to like change it up a bit so I'm I'm really surprised, really uh, looking forward to that. Um, with screaming suicide, um, I'd say like you know it just seems like a fun song, and I, I'm not entirely impressed with Kirk yet on this album. You know, with this his solos fit, I'd say you know, but just as one guitarist, you're know, just looking at his work from the past. He's written some unbelievable iconic solos, but 
here we're seeing just more of like he's putting in a solo that fits the song. Yeah. And so, and and while that's that's fine and great, and I always love to hear that, you know, as a guitarist, I always kind of like I want something that I want to get take down my guitar and try to learn. You know what I mean? Like that's and Metallica really does that for a lot of musicians. Like they they've inspired a lot of different people to pick up their guitar and and uh or you know even like some of the other instruments as well because like some of the riffs are so iconic yeah you know like master puppets and kirk and, was the and one who wrote the salmon riff and yeah and enter salmon of course i mean i know like people would rag on enter salmon that it's overplayed but like you can't deny the iconic sound like it's easily recognizable even my mom knows that song you know mm-hmm. fuck off tom and um so well, here's the thing about Kirk. Let's let's actually stick on Kirk for a second because Brad and I talked about this a little bit. I think it was a little bit more off air. Kirk is very, very much removed from like the creative process now. I'm not a hundred percent certain it has to do with like the whole losing the iPhone incident before Death Magnetic. Was it Death Magnetic or Hardwired, Kyle? I'm sorry. It was it, Hardwired. It was. Right? Um, it was Hardwired. Yeah. Cause God, that's that feels so long ago. Like <laughs> it was only the most yeah, recent he'll, album. He, he'll never live that down. No. So the infamous story, and keep me honest here, Kyle, is like Kirk had a bunch of riffs and a bunch of new music on, like saved on this iPhone, and he just lost it. He didn't have any of it backed up or anything, and it was gone. So whoever the fuck has that iPhone, can you release that shit? I really want to hear it. Thank you. You can come on Fourth Motherbox, and we'll debut it. Um, we have a lot of listeners, I promise. Um, but in any Can't event, somebody find that like Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> Did I just now we got flagged. Thanks. <laughs> now I we canceled. Got yeah. Thanks, Kyle. First Jedi talk and fourth mother box, both my podcasts within a span of three days. Yeah. Three let's make it days. our goal today to get canceled. Okay, okay. So two, two shows that, that, uh, we've been on and that we've canceled. So that's, that's how we want to promote ourselves. I'll help. We got to make America great again. Kidding. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go on Scott Ford's podcast because he just he just started a motivational success podcast on Spotify, so you should go listen mo- to that. No, I'm I'm kidding, and, Scott. Uh, like, <laughs> maybe we'll go on his podcast and ruin that one too. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We can go on and be like, "Oh, you're all motivational. Well, let me bring a little darkness into you." I'm Anakin Skywalker. So, um, so Kirk. So 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 Kirk so lost an iPhone. Yes. Um, and he's been pretty much removed from the creative process since then. Um, Lux Eterna was written by James and Lars. In Screaming Suicide, the writing credits go to James, Lars, and Robert Trujillo. So Kirk's even left out of that. Like, I just don't... I, I think Kirk's role in the band right now is just to play the solos. He's still Metallica, and he's pretty sure Kirk's always going to be in Metallica. But he's just out of the creative process now. I mean, this is... You know, they're all in... James is turning 60 this year in August. Um, so, you know, they're all I, close to 60 years old. This is just the lives they want to lead. I, you know what? I get that, you know, um, like being in few bands, like I get, you know, you want to put your, your stuff out there and you want, you, you know, whatever you write, you want it to be like the front runner sometimes. Um, but I really feel like, you know, having all your band members contribute can really create the best product. And I know that we've done that with Scourge in the past, but um, this is different. Like, you know, while Kirk Hammett isn't an exceptional guitarist, you have James Hetfield in the band. Okay, so if if 
and and I feel like Kirk is more introverted, whereas James is more kind of like the alpha male of the of the you know the band. And it's just James fucking Hetfield. So it's like if he tells you to just if he writes the solo, you just play what he wrote. Okay, so it's just you, you don't question it. It's it's going to be the best shit ever. You know what I mean? So in in that case alone, maybe it's just it's it's good to just let James do everything. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, agree. I I just feel like the the band process should be like everybody contributes because again, like you come in with an idea. And you have other people contribute to it. They see things that maybe you can't. And you just, you, you create something that you didn't expect. And I always thought that was the best way to write music. I'm so, a thousand percent with you. Um, but but again, it's like maybe just Kirk stepped away from it. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe, yeah. may, maybe, maybe there was a, maybe there was just a clash between, you know, the band and, and Kirk that we just don't know of. But, you know, Kirk's has so much history they're not gonna kick him out, and I'm not saying it got that bad. I just we don't know, we don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I I really wonder, but I guess we'll have to just wait and see because sometimes sometimes you just have to write a solo for the song, right? Sometimes it just you know there's nothing you can really do about that. You can't make it any any more than what it is. And these are only this is only the first two songs of the album. Yeah, and so we'll we'll see how this progresses. Yeah, right. You're a thousand percent because uh, "Screaming Suicide" is the third track on seventy two seasons, so it actually comes before "Lux Eterna." So we shall see. We shall see. I want to. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about the meaning behind this, right? Yeah. Because James released released a statement about what it is. Do you want to read and it, or do you want I don't, me to? Um. Why don't you read it, and okay. I'll I'll talk about like you know my perspective on it. You bet. You bet. So. Um, Screaming Suicide, and this is straight from James's mouth. Screaming Suicide addresses the taboo word of suicide. The intention is to communicate about the darkness we feel inside. It's ridiculous to think we should deny that we have these thoughts. At one point or another, I believe most people have thought about it. To face it is to speak the unspoken. If it's a human experience, we should be able to talk about it. You are not alone. So I'll let you give your thoughts first on that. Yeah, so heavy, heavy topic. And as a therapist for the past 11 or 12 years or so, you know, I've worked with a lot of different populations. And one thing remains the same is that mental health is still a stigma in our society. I mean, it's become more accepted, but there's nothing more of a stigma than like having suicidal thoughts. Even some clients are like really hesitant to talk about that. And, you know, I could tell you that Life is is hard. I mean, it's great, but it's also hard. And people, it's normal to have suicidal thoughts at times. I mean, if you ever lost a family member, you've went through something traumatic, or maybe just shit in your life doesn't make sense, you might be thinking about that, right? Or maybe you're just, you're not, like, you're not old enough to kind of understand how things are. Let me so ask you a question real it quick. It makes sense. Can I see a question in the middle of that there? Because you 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 struck sure. the right chord, and you and I have talking about this before. But I'm but I'm gonna ask the question again. Suicide ideation versus suicidal thoughts are different, correct? Um, ideation means thoughts, so okay. it it, it is the same, yeah. essentially the same thing. But but I mean like it's so, like it's like suicidal ideation might be a little bit more common than like an actual I'm gonna do it and make a plan. I think that's I think that's the point I'm really getting at more. Well, 
you know, as a therapist, we're trained to like, you know, in, in the risk part of, of suicide, yeah. although it's it's not really the best because, you know, sometimes it's just impulsive and it happens and there's no warning. I mean, look at Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. That's a good point. You know, I watched I watched a few documentaries and like videos about that. And you see him like the night before he did it, like smiling and laughing and playing with his kids. And meanwhile, he he did what he did the next day, you know. It's sometimes you can't predict it, but as a therapist, you know, you're really asking about like, do you have a plan? Do you have an intent? Do you have the means to do it? Mm -hmm. These are the questions that we ask clients. And, and, you know, sometimes clients aren't forthright with it because if they say yes to any one of those, we have to call 911 and and then, um, you know, the police and the ambulance shows up and brings them to the hospital. Hospitals, a hospital visit can like an inpatient where they lock the door, right? This can sometimes be traumatic for people. Now there there are other clients who, when they when they go to the they go to the hospital because they they've been there before and they know that this is what's going to keep them safe. Okay, and so but that that first time is like can be really overwhelming, right? Because um, absolutely you, you, you kind of get locked up for 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 a hot minute. But back to back to the suicidal part, like it is a taboo in our society, and and James hit it right. He he hit the nail right on the head. Like this is this is a problem. And I was reading about there's like something, and this was a couple years ago. I read this, so maybe it's, I'm sure it's probably different with uh, the world we live in today and 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 the post COVID, right? But it's like thirty three thousand people a year commit suicide. Jeez, so that's and sometimes they really can be saved. You know, it's like you think about when you're a teenager. Or you're like in college and maybe you've you've gone through some things or you've gone through a breakup. This is a big one. Like my life is over because the person I was dating for a couple years is cheated on me or ended things with me. And now I don't see a reason to live. And it makes sense because of that's that age, right? Right. Or people are somebody goes through a divorce and they they kill themselves. Like um what's his name? Uh you know, the the Green Power Ranger. Um why can't I think of his name? You know what I'm talking about. Tommy, yeah. the Green Power right. Ranger. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, go ahead. Jason uh, Jason David Frank. Thank you. Thank you. And the THC this dude was like a really... Memory. But go on. Yeah, yeah, right. So this dude was like... Um, you know, he was the one that really stuck out in Power Rangers, and that was a part of our childhood. Oh, hell yeah. And... And um, I know he's, he's done a lot with, like, martial arts and, like, being an, an inspirational... Um, being like a really inspiring type of guy to like people around the world. And I know that I was reading about like, I think what they talked about is like he went through divorce, then he, you know, he's going through divorce and he decided to kill himself. So in any case, this is, this is a huge issue. And I'm glad that, you know, Metallica is bringing it to light because I think it's important. I mean, it, I don't think this makes it any easier to talk about. I don't know if it ever will, but in any case, it's something that maybe should, um, it should be allowed to be okay to kind of talk about because if if you allow people to get out their feelings, you know, maybe they might not enact on them because there's a taboo around it. They might keep that shit inside. So there's some uh, I think evil, it's a, evil it, things it, it, there. There's some evil things that come out of keeping stuff inside. Like like if you just continue to bury and bury and bury those feelings and not like normalize it and talk about it, just sometimes putting it out in the air just gives it life. But it gives it life so you can break it down and get the support that you need, you know? I, I, it's 
it seems wild because I've, I've been on that end where you just push it, you push it, you push it, you push it down for like 10 years and then it just pops and you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. It's like keeping that shit inside and, and not to be sexist, but you know, men have a, have, have probably even a harder time with this. And it's what I see as a, you know, a professional in this field is that men do like men aren't not i'm not saying every man that i've ever met like um you know can't talk about their feelings but it's kind of really not encouraged at all it really isn't you're told to shut up and man up and it's you know there's and there's a better way to be like a strong dude than to keep it inside you keep it inside you're gonna fucking explode and so like that's that's not that's not a, a good way to deal with it. And maybe talking about it isn't your thing, but there are other things you can do, right? But, you know, you, you're really, like, hitting uh, on the mark is, like, keeping that shit inside, man. That's That will just rot your fucking soul. It really will. It so. will. And, um, you know, I'll get real here for a minute, but, you know, there's been previous situations I've been in where it's just it rotted my soul, and it got to a point of just self-destructive behavior and then you find the light because I mean the bubble bursts the boat starts to sink and you have to deal with the consequences but then when you come up from that you just don't make that same mistake again right and you're you know it's just it's just it's like you can avoid those those types of problems You, you can avoid going even deeper than you currently are just by like what Kyle was saying was just like letting it out and making it real you know you know making it something that isn't just stuck inside screaming suicide that's that's one of the things i actually love about the song is the meaning in in the lyrics you know the fucking lyrics they actually the lyrics make me like this song better than luxaterna um but when i watched the video i noticed this and then i listened to it again i think james's vocals are just a tad compressed on purpose to make it seem like the singing is coming from within did you notice that too not not particularly, but I'll have to go back and, and uh, you know, listen to it again. It definitely seems like the mix of this album sounds very similar to, you know, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Which I'm I mean, fine it sounds, with. it's a good mix. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's you know, like, it's definitely a step up from St. Anger and, and um, Death Magnetic because, every you know, we all know that we had, everybody had problems with the production value of that. So it's it seems like it's... It's really interesting. I'm I'm just so curious in like what the the rest of the album this album holds. So me too. Uh, I'm pretty sure Greg Fiddleman is producing this as well. I'd be shocked if he's not. He did Hardwired. He did Death Magnetic. No, he didn't do Death Magnetic. That was Rick. Is it Rick Ross? Right. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. It's Rick, Rick Ross. Jesus Christ. Rick Roll. <laughs> Rick Rubin. Fucking hell. I am... It's been a week. Um, yeah, so anyway. Um, yep, loving the loving the production of it and, and the sound. Um, yeah, tell me what you think after you, you pay attention to that. Um, especially in the music video, it made it seem like, too, which that's a, that's a good music video. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like when the band plays and like there's different stuff that happens. Um, but, you know, the lyrics are on point, you know, these lyrics are all James, you know, when, look, you know, Metallica, I love every single band member equally, 
but I like some better than I like the others. I, you know, I love them equally, but I like James better than I like Kirk, you know, kind of thing. And like, I like Kirk better than I like Rob. And, you know, I like James slightly better than I like Lars kind of thing. But when James is in charge of the lyrics for these songs, nothing can go wrong. You just got to let that man work with them. Right. You know, you know, yeah. and I love the lyrics on St. Anger. Uh, and that was the whole band, right? Lars wrote the frantic lyrics. Um, and I know Kirk contributed. Kirk was the reason they called it St. Anger. You know, he was talking about the patron saint of anger. Um, so, yeah, man, lots of stuff. I think Bob Rock even contributed some, like, lines to that stuff, who played bass on the album, their longtime producer. So, but, yeah, just let – and I'm not saying you've ever had a problem in the past, but I just want to make it known that you just let James continue to do the lyrics, man. <laughs> just let him. Especially since his, his past life, you know, things that have happened to him in life, you know, by going through a divorce and stuff, I'm sure that's very rough for him. Um, probably attributes to a lot of what is going on right now and what we're going to hear on 72 Seasons. Yeah, and yeah, it, it just It just truly makes for perfect music because you connect with it. You know, and I, I, I made a post about this, but, like, I've never been more proud to be a member of a, a Metallica fan and a member of the Metallica family because of, how you just continue to connect with this band in so many different ways. Um, and they have something for everybody. So I, I just, you know, April 14th can't come here soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. And I, I, you know, I almost like, I love seeing new Metallica stuff, but I also like whenever it just, they almost overblow it. Like, you know, with articles and shit. And then you hear all the people complain. It's like, I don't know what it is, but whenever there's like a post about Metallica or even, or Ghost actually gets this a lot as well. It's like there's always the same people saying the same things, you know, the same criticisms over and over. And it's like they think this is like innovative, like they do. It's like, oh, you know, L- Lars's drumming isn't like that, you know, stupid underground prog band that nobody listens to that you really like. Like, who gives a shit, you know? They're 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 gonna still sell out stadiums and arenas everywhere all around the world. I mean, this their their CD will fucking blow out of the water anything, any other metal band, right? So, I, I just like I get annoyed by that. Like it's just predictable and boring. You know what I mean? Come up with something different. A lot of people love this, you know, and it's it changes. It's it really sets the bar for the music industry, at least like for hard rock and metal anyway. Yep. And they're they're the like only metal band that like really gets a place in the rest of the world of music. And think about the Grammys. Like you don't really get any other spotlight on any other hard rock and metal band. Not really. I mean, Metallica's like the they're like the um, they seem like the underdogs, like the overlooked category. Like they they're almost like have to fight for for their position there. And they, which is ridiculous because. They, they're literally one of the biggest bands of all time. And it's just like they're, you know, it's like like how metal has always been shunned. Like it's always been shunned from the rest of the music world. You know, Taylor Swift writes her 400th song about, you know, farts. being broken up with and, and farts, right? And, you know, it's like Grammy, Grammy, Grammy. You know, here's three, here's like 30 performances, you know, during the during the show from Taylor Swift. Like, like it's like, it's the same bullshit. You know what I mean? And, let's get on to the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Like, seriously, we can't ever have Metallica, you know, not once. Or any hard rock band, for that matter. Well, No, Aerosmith doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) 
Hey, you know what? Screw, screw the Grammys. Screw the awards. You know, Metallica doesn't give a shit about that. You kidding me? Like, they're at the point where they can do whatever the hell they want within the means of not ruining somebody else's life, but they can do whatever the hell they want. They're going to put out 72 seasons of people, and media outlets are still going to talk about them because they are Metallica and they are a household name. Um, but fuck the Grammys. Fuck, fuck the awards. Who, who, who gives a shit? And as far as like the, the Super Bowl halftime goes, while nothing would please me as a fan of professional football in the NFL, to see Metallica play a Super Bowl, that would be cool. But when it was, when the Super Bowl was held at Levi Stadium in, in the in the San Francisco Bay Area, and Metallica wasn't chosen, even though there was a large push to get them on the halftime show, the NFL is never going to make that call. They're they're just never going to, because uh, they're they're too scared. They got to appeal to a bigger audience, and you know, heavy metal audience is pretty fucking big. Okay, people know who Metallica is, but they played a whole show at AT and T Park, um, Candlestick. In San Francisco, and uh, Rody Joe and I, and Courtney and Sean McCullough were at that show. Um, they actually played a riff from Murder One at that show in between Battery and something else. Um, this was February, and Hardwire came out in November that year. So that was a little tease, and nobody knew that was a tease. Um, but yeah, man. You know, I, uh, Joe actually texted me uh, yesterday about he actually listened to our show uh last week about the madison show and he said he vehemently disagrees that he was a fan yelling at jim brewer <laughs> in the crowd uh joe has to joe has to come on and and, and talk about that you know what would be wild yeah you know what would be we need- wild if we had joe and jim brewer on the same show i feel like getting jim brewer on the show might be easy for some reason i don't know why yeah i i that would be that would be insane um, you could just tell him you're the guy that said Metallica is like apples. Yeah, that's fine. And then and then we can say, hey, here's Joe who heckled you through your whole set. What would you like to say to him? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Peru would be like, I make more money than all of you, so yeah, shut yeah, the fuck up. Exactly, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, we need uh, we need Joe and Tim to come on, you know, to talk about to talk about this shit. We absolutely do, yeah. We absolutely do. So it kind of, you know, 72 seasons, man, I feel like is shaping up to be, and I said this in the group text, but this feels like, feels like thus far from what we've gotten is like modern day kill them all, which I'm okay with. You know, the lyrics are deeper though. You know, this has a meaning. Metallica has matured and they've, you know, 72 seasons is about the first 18 years of your life and how your childhood could shape your existence beyond that time. Um, And then, as far as the thing you said earlier about next songs we should expect in like ballads and maybe a little bit more fade to blacky like songs, you know, not, not, yeah. Every, yeah, not everything Metallica recently did, um, doesn't have that, you know, death magnetic had unforgiven three and the day that never comes that were very melodic that led into a big finale type of thing. Halo on fire. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good that, It'll be on there like that. But if the tone of the album is fast, how like the first 18 years of your life is fast, then maybe every song's going to be a little bit more like looks or screaming suicide. The first 18 years is fast, I agree, but it's also tumultuous. And it could slow down and be really dark, right? Like being a teenager is definitely like a roller coaster of different shit, right? There's... 
you're still trying to put it all together and figure out who you are and what you want to do with your life, right? So I, I could just see like a lot, a lot of different, uh, you know, emotions, a lot of different kind of like moods. So that's why I was just curious, like, is the whole whole album going to be fast or is it going to be like kind of like slow and melodic or what are, what are we going to get on it? Maybe we'll get, maybe they'll do a, maybe there's another collaboration with Ja Rule. <laughs> no, James would never let that happen. They did that when Why he was, the they did that when he was Trump. in rehab off and getting, you know, he was doing that in rehab, so. <sighs> yeah, I, nobody knows why that happened. Uh, real quick, uh, on a side note, yes. I just read that, um, something that'll probably make us angry, but it says Jason Momoa appears to, appears set to remain in the DCEU after great news from WB. So, yeah, as Lobo probably, right? And not Aquaman. Don't make him Lobo. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I you know what? Like I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the I'm sick of like, you know, the push to create all these like bring to life all these like ancillary characters. Like stop fucking doing that. Like this is why Birds of Prey failed. Okay, stop focusing on bullshit characters, and even Marvel too. Marvel's like uh, has the same problem. Look at all this shit. Well, it's more more Sony Marvel that is trying to bring all these characters to light, and their movies just plots. Like we don't need a Madam Web movie. Um, Morbius would have been really cool if it was just fucking written better and oh, rated Morbius R for sucked. that. Part. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, and like even. Even Venom and uh, Venom with Carnage, like just fucking plots. Like I, I don't. Some of these characters, you just have to. You'd be set in the fact that they just can't have their own movie, right? They just can't stand on their own. They 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 are great characters, but they are made. They they only really work well with you know the characters that they go with, right? Um, yeah. So I'm just um I'm tired of seeing that. Like stop doing that shit. And, and again, like, I'm going to be hating on this until we get more news, but, like, I'll never forgive James James Gunn for getting rid of Henry Cavill. So, like, I'm not I'm not going to be that excited for the future until, you know, whatever happens because of that shit, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't blame you, dude. I don't. I get it. I'm, I'm torn at it, too. But my setup today here, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the sound, the uh, mixer, I'm looking at... My Chromebook that's set up that's talking to you. I'm looking at my Zoom recorder. I've got my Injustice for All protein shaker to my right because I had a vanilla protein shake this morning. I got my Life Day water bottle, the Android controlling the music, and my vape pen. <laughs> and then I've also I'm looking at Qui-Gon Saber because I I put it up and I opened it up because I like having stuff on here to you know when I'm doing the podcast to make it feel fun and stuff. And you know, all that talk about Cavill and losing him and about DC and like I just want to share my favorite Qui-Gon Jin quote and it's your focus determines your reality when he's talking to An- young Anakin Skywalker and like I really want to be Brilliant. positive about the new DC I do and like I want to focus on that to make it my reality right if I continue just to be so upset about this and not give them at least a chance because I've, I've voiced my displeasure thus far but if we don't give them a chance then I'm just going to hate hate it going into it anyway and I'm not going to be able to enjoy a piece of art, you know, somebody's portrayal of my favorite comic book characters. Yeah, that's a, that's a great quote. It is, and I think it's it's something that we'll have to try and do. But um, you never know. Yeah. In any case, uh, I think 
maybe one last thing about the DC yeah. universe is they, they released a trailer for uh, for the next. I think this is the new line of Batman movies, or like the the next iteration of like the Justice League, um, like they did with. You know, like um, with Jason O'Mara and like, you know, the last iteration of like the Justice League movies that ended with Justice League Apocalypse. So this they came out with a trailer for Batman Doom comes to, the, to Gotham. Ooh, yeah. And, you know, this is a different villain um, or different set of villains, ones that I don't recognize. But the one thing that I thought was really positive, like I like the animation set, but um, the, the voice casting was really on point. You know, this is a step in the right direction. I don't know if it was Andrea Romano who did the voice direction or still doing the voice direction. She's the one that found Kevin Conroy. Rest in peace. Um, David Guillantoli is the voice of the Dark Knight. Because I watched the the trailer and I was listening to the voice. And I'm like, man, the, the the voice is really on point. Like it's it's like light and and uh, kind of light and bright, right? When he's when he's kind of talking in his Bruce Wayne voice, but then he's like dark and gritty, and it's just. I think that that always worked really well, and that's what Kevin Conroy really popul- popularized with his portrayal of of, of the Dark Knight. So um, I loved his I loved his voice, and I you know I hope he gets cast more in the future. I thought this was like this is what's you know way better than Jason O'Mara. I hated his 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 voiceover work for for Batman. So this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I'm thousand percent with you. I agree, and I, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, that was a good trailer, but. As we do wrap up, getting close to wrapping up this week, um, you guys have been great. We've been the fourth Mother Box. Thank you so much for joining us today as we kind of talked about, not kind of, we talked about the Jedi Talk controversy. Uh, We talked about Screaming Suicide a bunch, and then we talked a little DC. We'll have more DC news in the the coming weeks. Um, Thank you for joining us again. I just want to say one more thing before I give it over to Kyle for the final uh, thoughts of today. But as of tomorrow, rest in peace, Splash Mountain. You've been great. Kyle, close it out. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Splash Mountain. Yeah, that is closing. So um, that will be a, that'll be a day, right? Um, we definitely should uh, process that, uh, you know, maybe in the next episode. But um, for those of you who are dealing with suicidal ideation, you know, remember that you're not alone. And like Qui-Gon Jinn, says your focus determines your reality so it's it's not who you are underneath but what you do that defines you and uh you know there's always there's always people around that understand so don't be afraid to get that shit out 